0: Hey girl, today we're gonna talk about what is over-exercising? Is it truly a thing? What it does to your body? The signs of over-exercising? What you can do about it if you have issues with exerting and over-exercising your body and how yoga actually gave me permission and freedom when I was struggling with my food and body image, and hopefully today's episode will bless your heart and your life. And if this is something that you struggle with, then I want you to know you're not alone. This episode, it comes from a place of love. We actually had a wonderful woman send in this request for today's episode topic. And while I like to leave all of my clients and all of the ladies that reach out to me anonymous so that this is your safe place as well, i just want you to know that this episode is for you if you struggle with exercise addiction or you struggle with feeling like you always need to be exercising i hope this one blesses your heart let's get to it hey girl welcome to the her best self podcast i'm lindsay nickel former competitive figure skater and perfectionist turn God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom, and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it so you can start living your best life as your best self. Exercise is seen as something healthy, right? something we do to push our minds and our bodies to the next level, and while it certainly is a healthy practice, any overconsumption or obsessive focus of anything can be a not-so-good thing. I'm going to talk about exercise addiction and exercise when you have an unhealthy relationship with your food and your body, and also today, what is it? What does overexercising do to your body? And if you're wondering if you have signs of overexercising, then today's episode is for you. Even if you do not exhibit signs of wanting to overexercise constantly, or constantly thinking about randomly going to work out and do something of that nature because you feel like you have to be moving and you have to be burning off something that you ate last night, then I just want you to continue to listen because I do believe if you struggle with your body image and I do believe if you struggle with food intake, and you have any of these disordered eating behaviors that I talk about all the time in this podcast, then something today is gonna resonate with your heart, okay? So hang out with me today. The problem with exercise is that any good practice, it can become extremely unhealthy when it's not done in moderation. And we think about all of these things in life, right? Like we know that anything that is too much of anything can sometimes not be a good thing. But when it comes to exercise, it feels as though normal society views exercise as self-discipline or praises exercise. Think about intense workouts that we constantly see on social media Or think about the new year when we're flagging diet culture all over the place and we're flagging healthy, clean eating and we're flagging all of these exercise programs and hardcore this and 30 that and 75 this. And the intent is that we will push our body, we will exert energy, that we will be able to have a healthy exercise routine. But the problem is that extreme routines or extreme exercise think high intensity think like crossfit or massive amounts of cardio or yes long sessions of spin class all of these different exercises are not bad on their own okay they're not bad by themselves simply as food is not bad on its own it's not bad by itself it's a neutral practice of life we what we should be exercising and pushing our body we should be eating properly and filling our stomachs with proper nutrition But where it can become extremely unhealthy, it's a way for many people struggling, and maybe you find yourself there, with food and your body as a controlling lever, tricking your mind to believe that it can't possibly be a bad thing because you're just going to the gym, or you're just going to go run around the block, or you're just going to go out with a friend and walk around the park, or you're just going to go do some high-intensity workout. But the problem is burning calories to restrict calorie intake is disordered eating behavior in a nutshell. And one that isn't often discussed. You know, this happens a lot in like college settings or even women that are getting back into a routine of things after they've had kids or maybe later on in life, and they just want to get back into the routine of putting themselves first, putting their body first, exerting energy. And then as soon as they start to see any sort of result, right? we think diets, we think losing weight, we think all of those things because we've exercised, it can become very obsessive. I remember in my story, I share, I was an athlete. And so this is very common across athletes. In fact, it's called anorexia athletica. And while it's not in the DSM-5, and we don't talk about overexercising as an addiction from a clinical perspective, It is something that researchers have been looking into because it can become just as obsessive as our destructive food behaviors. So if you think about, you know, a college setting where girls are going out that night and they have an event or whatever, and then the next morning, maybe you are finding yourself wanting to hit the gym because you had fried food or wanting to hit the gym because you ate too much or drank too much or wanting to hit the gym because you need to burn off that extra bagel or whatever it may be. And all of those signs and symptoms are actually signs and symptoms of disordered eating behaviors. And exercise or excessive or driven exercise is a prime component of a few different types of eating disorders and of course, eating disorder behaviors but when we think anorexia, when we think bulimia, when we think body dysmorphic disorder, I'm just gonna go run and I'm gonna run and be a cardio queen and I can say that out loud officially because I was that. I would restrict in every single way that I could from what food entered my body, but I also was determined I was gonna exert as much as I could, so that I was also restricting in that way as well. And so while maybe you feel Like you're burning calories to compensate for calorie intake or to overcompensate because it's a way to exert more energy. What you're really doing to your body is extreme. And it is a control lever. This is where it becomes the difference between I just had a hardcore workout at the gym, but I have a, an unhealthy relationship with food. And this is one way, this is a lever, this is a tactic of how I control what goes into my mouth and what comes out is by exerting it. And while many people feel, oh, I have no problem, I have no issue because I'm not binging or I'm not purging or I'm not using a diet or laxatives. Over-exercising, guys, is just as bad. And so I'm not here to shame you. I feel like all of these different types of things that I just discussed are things that I've done and experienced in my own life. And quite frankly, normally when someone and maybe yourself struggles with these patterns and these unhealthy behaviors, you're doing all of these things. You're You're pulling at straws and strings, right, so that you can control your body, your food, your life, how many calories enter your body, or maybe it's you sat up all night and you binge on a bunch of stuff and this is your way to control. And so what I wanna talk about today is that healthy behaviors, healthy awareness is not just in order to be healthy, you need to go exercise. Healthy comes in all forms and an intuitive principle, something that I coach my clients with, and if you've ever worked with me you, we will certainly be touching on all facets of intuitive therapies but an intuitive nature is not just intuitive eating it's also an intuitive like soul principle it is listening to that deep part of your heart and soul to help navigate your life it's also intuitive exercising Meaning, do I really want to get up and go to the gym today, and not because I'm feeling lazy or whatever it may be, and not because I feel like I have to go, but is it something that I want to be proud of my body, that this is what my body can do for me, and so therefore I'm going to exercise to keep it strong and healthy? If it's anything outside of that, then it's not natural. It's overcompensating, or exercising to compensate for something right, that occurred, i.e. eating or trying to avoid eating. And as Jostine Garter says, health is the natural condition. When sickness occurs, it's a sign that nature has gone off course because of a physical or a mental imbalance. The road to health for everyone is through moderation, harmony and a sound mind and a sound body, girl. I'm coming to you today rather hot in the mic because overexercising is something that we just don't talk about. And while you may feel that you don't have this issue, maybe you do, it is one of those things that is compulsive and it becomes compulsive when you have an unhealthy relationship with food. And I'm not just talking about compulsive in terms of long three-hour stunts on a treadmill. I'm talking about it pops into your mind like I need to go work out right now or I need to lay on the floor and I need to do some crunches or I've got to do something because, oh, my gosh, I haven't done this in, in, in two days. And that is just your mind, your brain's way, your disordered brain's way of trying to control when it feels out of control. And so this is just an additional coping mechanism. OK, now exercise addiction, according to researchers, is defined as exercise that significantly interferes with important activities. It occurs at inappropriate times, right? I just mentioned, like, I just need to lay down right now and do some crunches on the floor because I'm feeling big in my body, or I'm feeling like I've got to work off this X, Y, Z, right? It occurs at inappropriate times and in inappropriate settings. And it is exertion for long periods of time, overtraining and rigid routines. Despite, this is what is really, really interesting, despite life conditions, weather conditions, fatigue or illness. I look back on many times when I was severely struggling with my disordered behaviors and I would be at the gym and I could barely like stand up. I was so exhausted and I did not want to be there. But I was, it was a compulsive way for me to get out that energy and for me to be able to control myself and restrict my food. And so I would take myself there to that place almost as of punishment, right? When we're in that state, that's what we're doing to ourselves. And what we don't realize is that there are health consequences that are extremely dangerous. And the National Eating Disorder Association shares this. But they can also be deadly. When you think about your altered resting heart rate, when you think about the diminished energy, you're probably not eating very nutritious anyways, because you're not giving your body enough of what it truly needs, but then you're exercising more. And so that loss of bone density, I have a couple clients that have osteoporosis issues, the disrupted menstrual cycle. I've shared in my previous episodes that I did not know if I could have children. Part of that not only was because of my extreme weight loss and extreme being underweight, but you don't have to be underweight to lose a menstrual cycle, okay? So that's just one thing, one symptom, but when you overexercise, you can have disrupted menstrual cycles. You can have an increase of illnesses. You can have an increase of injuries and fractures because you're overexerting your body to a point where you're not intaking enough to make it function properly just to be alive, much less to be on an elliptical for 45 minutes. I'm telling you all of this because in my story, I spent many years overexercising. Again, I came from an athletic background. So for me, it might have been a little bit more amplified because it was another way that I could get out and take control of the ability to control my body and my life. And I would do laps around the neighborhood. I would just literally lace up my shoes and say, I'm going to go to the gym. And I would sit there and I would hate my life. But the whole time I'm like, I'm watching the ticker on the gym equipment in front of me, telling me how much I could eat for the day. Well, if you just go five more minutes, and I know this can be triggering for some, so take it what is good for you and pause me if this isn't. But I would do these things because I would feel as though it was a way for me to control. And maybe that's what you're doing. It's another way for you to be controlling your body, your food, and ultimately your struggle with an illness that is so extremely dangerous. So what I want to do right now is encourage you, if you deal with over I want you to ask yourself, is this something at the moment that I truly want to do or am I forcing myself to do it and not to create a better routine or habit for my life? I'm not talking walking around for 30 minutes and enjoying conversation and taking your kids to the park. I'm not talking about nourishing your body and going for a run. That's not the kind of exercise I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you are overexerting yourself and you're not taking in enough nutrients as it is. And the reason behind why you're exercising is so that you can exert energy so that you can be more restrictive with your day and your life. If you find yourself, I want you to ask yourself, when I think about exercise. Do I do it because I want to do it, because I want to feel strong and I want to feel empowered and I want to do it because it's good for my heart and it's good for my health, or do I take it to a place where it no longer is that the intent? Do I take it to a place where I am only doing the activity because it's a way for me to control? It's a way for me to have an obsessive focus. It's a way for me to think in my mind, well, I did cardio today, therefore I can have X, Y, Z later. Is it a way to give yourself permission to eat? If the answer is yes or maybe, then I truly want you to go back to the episode of what is the difference between eating disorders and disordered eating, and I'd really, really encourage you to... Have a discussion with someone you love. Have a discussion with a medical professional. Talk with a therapist. And of course, I am taking one-on-one clients, and I do want to work with you if you're ready to change your life and you see this as an issue. And we can get on the phone, and all you need to do is email me at info But I want you to take this seriously. If you find yourself struggling with the need to control your diet, your life, your body, by exercising. Now, with that being said, we've talked about what is exercise addiction and exercise from a healthy standpoint and exercise from a non healthy standpoint. And I do want to talk a little bit about okay, how do I change this? And what did you do, Lindsay? And how can I be the best version of myself? Because maybe I do realize that this is not natural for me. Maybe I do realize that it's not joyful for me, that I'm doing it to control my life, my body. So what do I do next? So for me, when I was going through treatment for my eating disorder, my treatment facility would not let me exercise. And maybe you're in that place as well, right? The intent for me, and we deal with different types of eating disorders and disordered eating differently, but the intent for me was to, really try to get to a healthy place with my body. And I was struggling really hardcore with that. And so I went to my therapist and I basically told her, I have to do something because I'm going crazy. I'm literally going crazy. And that was also a sign of something that was an obsession for me. I used exercise as a tool to shape my eating disorder for more than it even was with my restriction with food. And so she said, okay, Lindsay, I will share a principle. I will share something you can do that may just help you. And I was all ears. I was like, please let me do something. I feel like I'm crawling out of my skin. Entered yoga, which I had done as a figure skater before, but I never really took them seriously. And I'm also super, super God-centered in my faith walk. And I always thought that that was something that just wasn't something I should be practicing, which is very untrue by the way. But I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna give myself permission to exercise and be in this place of where I'm treating my body with respect and I'm gonna nourish my body and I'm gonna eat, but I'm also gonna still exercise. And so I started yoga and this provided me clarity. It still gave me structure. So I would still like, I would go out and I would have these classes a couple times a week. I met a lot of women and men that were at yoga And the greatest thing for me was that no one knew my story. No one knew it was just a yoga practice. It was support. I was learning new things. And so my mind's focus was less on restricting, controlling, manipulating. It was more on embracing growth and an experience and really learning techniques for my mental clarity. And I will tell you, it gave me freedom. It gave me freedom. The problem with eating disorders is that they're commonly connected to depression or anxiety or trauma. The mind is so loud that there's no outlet. And when you're in your cardio queen activities, or you're overly exercising, you're probably listening to music, you're probably listening to a podcast, you're probably multitasking in your mind and your mind is giving you those negative self talk thoughts. But what I figured out was that those racing thoughts were literally catapulting me deeper into the disordered behaviors, i.e. overexercising. But when I did yoga, I could be in stillness. And for the first time, actually the first like month, it was so hard to be still. I found myself racing. I couldn't focus. I was trying to find that pause. I didn't know what it was like to be silent. I didn't wanna hear my own thoughts. I just wanted to find reflection and peace and healing. And I wanted clarity and I knew, okay, if this is really the only thing I can do right now during the season of my life to become a healthier me, then what can I do to embrace that season? And so I really dug in to being present. And with that, it didn't happen overnight, but the more and more I started practicing, And I'm talking like 20 minutes. I'm not talking like full hour classes. It eventually got to that point when I felt more comfortable. But I became more comfortable with my body. I became more comfortable with myself. I became flexible. I became at a place of peace and strength. And I learned that for once, flexibility was important to me and stretching and nourishing my body and keeping it safe and healthy wasn't about intensity and calories burned. It was about practicing an intuitive practice that was going to propel me to have an experience with my true self. I also learned how to relax, probably for the first time in a really long time, because I was sitting with my thoughts. I was having to sit there and face them. I was sitting there counting and breathing and being mindful for the first time And while it was super scary to go from intense cardio, high intensity workouts to a yoga type environment, it brought a place of pure harmony into my life. I started becoming more mindful, and while still giving me a routine through that class-like structure, I was starting to get that feeling of belonging, that feeling of not being judged, and even whether you try to do some sort of yoga and safe very at home and you don't feel like you want to go out into the world of a yoga class, that's perfectly fine. But just changing the way that you view exercise is what I'm trying to get to here today. So how do you implement something like this? The deep breathing really, really improved my mental state and my emotional state and I became opened up again To not only my relationship with my body and realizing all that my body could do for me, but to my relationship with my soul and to God. And so if you are longing for that and you feel like you have this constant desire to work out and it is unhealthy, or you feel bad if you don't and you give yourself that shame game, just like how we are with food, I'll encourage you to do something today that your future self is going to thank you for. So you can do that by literally getting quiet. That is first step. Get quiet, get quiet. If you practice in your daily routine of waking up and going to the gym or getting your clothes on to go to the gym, or maybe you're just working out at home, still do those things. Still get your clothes on, get your yoga pants on. If you're just like me, sometimes I will practice in my sweats. But I still do that routine that I'm used to but I just sit, I will sit on my yoga mat still to this day in the morning and I will just be quiet. And sometimes it's for two seconds because that's all I have time for before my four year old comes up the stairs or it's for five 10 minutes and I'm just literally sitting there with my thoughts. I started doing this and I started noticing how my mind was opened up to so much clarity, And I started realizing that I was healing myself because yoga was giving me permission because I was still feeling like I was working out. I was still feeling like I was taking care of my body. But I was opened up to this whole new world of exploration around my soul and my being. And when you start doing that, friend, you start diminishing the power that that voice inside your head has over you. When you start finding clarity and you start sitting with yourself, and you literally sit there and allow yourself to think whatever thoughts you have, and then number two is reframing those. Yes, you're right, brain. I could be at the gym doing my 40 minutes of cardio today, but I'm sitting here because the future me, the future me is the best version of me. The future me does not have an unhealthy relationship with food or my body the future me looks to strength not skinniness the future of me looks to how i feel how i perform how i feel taken care of and nourished by my own abilities and my intuitive eating and my intuitive exercise routine And so I'm sitting here today to be by myself, with myself and my thoughts, because while it may be uncomfortable, this is what it takes so that I can live a life free from the control of food taking over my life and the control of exercise and the control of all of these negative thoughts, telling me I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy enough and I need to be doing more to be better. The truth is, friend, you need to be doing less. More got you here, right? More got you here and an excessive, over-consumed mind that doesn't have time to sit with themselves to truly heal, to truly heal and reflect and be mindful. So whatever that looks like to you, maybe that's just morning time, maybe that's not even exercise time, but for me still to this day, I do mindful practices of yoga and I will even do just 15 minutes in the morning and I give myself that space to think, to feel those feelings, to acknowledge them that they're there, And then number three is to let them go because feelings are fleeting. Feelings are not facts. Feelings do not define you as a person. So today I truly, truly, truly want you to understand that if you have an unhealthy relationship with excessive or compulsive behaviors that are constantly running and ruling the show in your life. What you're missing is not more exercise. What you're missing is not less food or different cycles within your life to control. What you're missing is present time for your brain to think and present time for you to apply a new way of being. And you're not going to do that by turning to the same behaviors that got you here. You're gonna do that by embracing where you wanna be in the future and doing something every single day to get you to that place. Yoga gave me permission. It gave me freedom when I was going through my recovery journey. And I truly feel that I was able to heal myself from the inside out because I was allowing myself to feel and sit with all those feelings. Have you done that in your heart? Have you done that? Or are you constantly moving from one thing to the next and allowing your brain to take control of the steering wheel, but you don't even know where you're headed? Friend, there is hope, there is freedom in this journey. And no, it's not linear. And yes, it's gonna be a wild roller coaster ride some days. But one of the first things that you can practice right after you get off of this podcast today is your mind, your mindfulness, your energy. Be moderate in order to taste life and not food of life but the abundance of life i want you to live life free from controlling thoughts and patterns that are running your day what's one thing you can do today to get off the treadmill and to get in to your happy place in your heart and in your soul and just something else that i wanted to share that was on my heart today is a scripture that I flipped to this morning. Maybe you're a Christ follower, and maybe you're not. And you know what, that's perfectly fine. You are more than welcome here. I know that this is going to impact you regardless. But as I sat with myself and truly was in my Bible right before I started recording today, I flipped to serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind for he sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you. Take this seriously. He has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. So be strong and do the work. Sweet friend, your body is a temple and he has chosen you. He has chosen you to build it up as his sanctuary. He has chosen you to be strong and to do the work. What does that look like for you this week? I'm gonna leave you with that. Oh friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show, and I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.